Getting caught in that rush of doing so much I'm feeling kind of worn out All this checking the boxes Trying to be flawless Has me spinning my head, catching my breath Too afraid to slow down I tell myself to keep this up That God wants more than just my love But I've been complicating things It's just like me to overthink Gotta keep it real simple, keep it real simple Bring everything right back to ground zero Cause it all comes down to this Love God and love Welcome, welcome everybody. Welcome to Love God, Love His People. We were off the air last week and we do apologize for that, but I got sick and then the weather got frozen. So we, God said, well, we just do it the following week. So that's what we're doing here and everything. And with me here today is Trish. Hi, everybody. I'm so glad you're here with us today. Yeah, me too. Um, we uh, uh, have a have a a series, a small series that we're going to be doing on what we call uh, Sunday Christians in the Sunday Church. Uh, this takes a little bit of explanation, and I'll ex explain all of this um, after uh, we have Trish give us a a little prayer to get started. Okay. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for um, allowing us to be on this podcast and supplying all of our needs, Father God, and that you, we hear from you through the Holy Spirit. And we thank you for your spirit moving upon us every time that we even think about you. And Father, we pray for each and every listener that's out there today. We ask that you bless them abundantly, that if they're sick, that you heal them in the name of Jesus, and that if they need provisions, Father God, you are the provider, and we do it all in the name of Jesus. And we just ask that the hearts and the minds of the people listening today would receive what you want us to share today. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Trish. Now, what we're going to do to get started a little bit here is this this announcement that should have been made last uh, last podcast, but we weren't here. So, uh, we have started a new Facebook group called "Can We Pray for You?" Woo woo! Well, it's been very very successful. Yes. Uh, people, yes. Uh, we're we're reminding people because I have people all the time that says, "Lonnie, will you and Trish pray for me?" Uh, because this is going on or that's going on. Well, with the new website. Not only do you have me and Trish praying for you, but you got 50 other people. 52. 53. Ooh. Oh, yeah. We got a new one today and everything. <laughs> yep. And we want to welcome everybody to the, the to the Facebook group, and, and we call it, Can I Pray for You? And that's pretty much what we're trying to do is we're trying to get the power of prayer out there. And we're trying to get people to be praying more for things and depending more on God. Well, I think that that also, um, I know for myself, I'm trying to put out there what prayer is and what it means and what it can do. Exactly. And that's what we, that's what we need to do because people are not praying enough. Um, 
back in the, the, the day, the, the disciples, Jesus and his disciples, uh, they prayed constantly for things because they knew what their group needed and whether it's a wanted or not, uh, you know, we, we have to pray to God, then he decides whether we need it or not. Well, he says in the word of God, pray without ceasing. And without ceasing means you don't stop. You just keep going. Right, right. And we're trying to get people to do that. But there are a lot of people out there that are having a lot of issues. Uh, people, we've got people that are listening to us that are contemplating suicide. Uh, are contemplating they're going to lose their home. They're doing this. They're doing that. And what a better way to, to help those people than to pray for them. And that's why the site is there. So when you put a, a request in to be prayed for, uh, everybody's praying on that side. So there's more power in the prayer. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, uh, the other things we want to remind you about is that we our, our email address is uh, lovegodlovespeople at aol.com. And if you write into us, we will write you. We want to know what you need, that sort of thing. Uh, we've also got our other Facebook group, uh, love God, love his people, and you can write us in there and tell us what you need, and we're really wanting to help you uh, to be able to do that. We've still got quite a few Bibles left here at the studio, and uh, if you need a Bible, let us know. We'll get it to you. Or if you're a, 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 a pastor or something that just needs Bibles to give away, let us know. We want to reach people out there. We want to reach people out there. Now, uh, today, what we're going to do, it's called, our, our podcast is about uh, the Sunday church, uh, excuse me, the Sunday Christians and the Sunday church. And the reason we're calling it that right there is because people are so, Christians are so adamant about going to church on Sunday. They spend most of Sunday in church, uh, you know, the day service, the night service and stuff like that. But then the next week, we tend to forget about God for the next six days until Sunday again, and then we're praying for him again. We need to depend on God 24-7. That's okay? right. 24-7, people. And that's what we're, what we're going to talk about. We had uh, a friend of, of Trish's that came to her with an issue about, I'm sorry, the Sunday church. But, Sunday morning Christians is yeah, what we yeah, called them. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the reason we call them that is because you're great Christians on Sunday, but the rest of the week, maybe not so much. And we want to motivate people to be able to do that. So what we're going to do, go ahead. Well, it, I think that um, when I was talking to her and she put down her thoughts on, on this, um, you know, she was wounded. And it wasn't by the world. It was by her brothers and sisters in Christ. And um, there's a lot of people that are wounded inside the church. And I think that God has a lot to say about that. And that's pretty much what our podcast is about today. Yeah, and we're going to make pastors and their their clergy and and priests and, and whoever else out there that's, that's talking about God in Christ – we want them to do it seven days a week, not one day, but seven days a week. Now, we got we got good pastors out there saying, well, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to do that. Well, guys, lean on your church members, you know, to to visit with different people. You notice somebody's not at church, call them. Say, how are you doing? What's going on? You know, can I do anything for you? 
you know, that sort of thing. But I'm not going to ruin Trisha's podcast here. I was just going to say, that's <laughs> enough, Lonnie. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let her take over now. Okay. And, um, oh, one more thing, one more thing. Next uh, podcast day, the which 19th, is in two, two the weeks, 19th. we're going to have a special guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Linda Gatto. She is a pastor with what church, Trish? River Church in Belton, Texas. Okay, and she's going to come, and she's going to visit with us about church unity. I believe that's that what it is, is correct. Yes, yeah. and she's going to visit with us on that. So, well, now I'm going to I'm going to let Trish take it over and and do the podcast, and uh, we'll talk later. All righty. Um, a friend of mine got with me, and she was you know like I said she was wounded, and um, she just needed to get some things off her chest that she was very adamant about and i agree with her because some of the same things that happened to her happened to me also when i lost my husband so um this is her podcast and uh, i just want to tell her thank you for sharing it with us and bringing it to our attention and giving us a an issue that needed to be addressed so thank you Uh, On today's podcast, I'd like to focus on kindness and compassion. This is a subject that I feel strongly needs to be emphasized in the body of Christ today. There seems to be such a lack of compassion or kindness shown towards our fellow Christians. To illustrate this, I'd like to share with you some experiences I've had and that very possibly many others in the church has experienced as well that left me wondering if my Christian friends truly loved or cared about me. About four years ago, I lost my husband of nearly 24 years. I was devastated. Um, It was a devastating loss to me since he died of bone cancer. He suffered with a great deal of pain for a couple of years, plus he had dementia on top of the cancer. When my husband died, I immediately contacted my former pastor and his wife, whom we both were close to while attending this church. We served in this church for about six years and were very involved in it. However, at a time when I could have used some comforting, I never got a phone call, a letter, or a card. No text on Facebook, no words of acknowledgement or condolences of any kind whatsoever. Not once did former church members contact me to let me know how sorry they were to hear about my husband passing away. I moved back to Texas after he and I spent his last year in California with family only to find that no one seemed to care that he had passed away even after being active in our former church and supposedly having Christian friends where we used to live. I was amazed and shocked that nobody seemed to care and not one person had any words of love or compassion for either of us with the exception of one set of friends we had while living in our old apartment complex it was as though his passing away had never happened no one talked about it at all i remember running into the manager of our former apartment complex that we were friends with he and his wife who were both christians 
at Walmart and was surprised that he never said a word about my husband's passing away. He never asked me how I was doing and never said how sorry he was to hear about my husband. I was very disappointed because I thought he loved and cared about both of us. I have several Christian friends on Facebook who have yet to tell me how sorry they are to hear about my husband and not one of them asked me how I am doing even now. As they say, action speaks louder than words. So to me, this told me they simply did not care. This was a time in my life when I truly needed some kind-hearted and loving friends to come alongside me and to offer some kind of support. I felt abandoned and unloved by those in the church. It amazes me that even when I didn't attend church service for one reason or another for a long time, or when I was sick with COVID for over a week, not one person at church said anything to me when they saw me again. It would have been nice to hear, we've missed you. Where have you been? Oh, I heard you were sick. Are you okay? Only a couple of people from my church called me and texted me to see how I was doing when I was sick, even though I'm a, I'm a widow, elderly, and I live by myself. However, those few who did contact me were very helpful to me by bringing me food or medicine and things to drink. For a while, um, I contemplated not going back to my church simply because I truly felt that no one there really cared about me. This is something that should not happen in our churches today. No one should feel abandoned by their own church family. Where is the love for each other? Didn't Jesus himself tell us to love one another as I have loved you? The golden rule tells us to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. Treating others how you want to be treated is one of the easiest and best ways to show your God-like heart. If you were sick or grieving a loss in your life, wouldn't you want to be surrounded by your church family and loved on and given comfort and support or companionship when you're going through such terrible loneliness? I felt very much like the man in the story of the Good Samaritan who was left bleeding by the side of the road and no one caring, not even the priest, except for just one kind and loving person. The Bible has a lot to say about kindness and loving each other. The book of 2 Timothy chapter 4 describes some of the qualities that people will take on during the perilous day, last days, first being for men will be lovers of themselves, selfish, pure and simple. Um, to me, the lack of kindness and compassion towards our church family members or even to those in our community is pure selfishness. Philippians 2.4 says, Let each of you look out for on, not only for your own interests, but also the interests of others. Ephesians 4.32 is a solid example of how Paul through God's wisdom and spirit, encourages us to be kind to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. God demands that we are to be kind, forgiving, and compassionate because he is kind, compassionate, and forgiving. 
When we become a Christian, we take on the characteristics of Jesus and our Heavenly Father. Another scripture illustrating kindness which says, Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. We should be nice to others. We should go above and beyond. Kindness should be a competition of which we all strive for first place. And everybody wins. I found my scriptures on kindness and compassion that show God's characteristic of us. Here are a few. Nehemiah 9.17 states, But you are God ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abundant in kindness. Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. 1 Peter 3.8 says, Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Romans 12.15 Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And last but not least, Colossians 3.12 Therefore, as God, God's chosen people, holy and dearly love, clothe yourself with compassion kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. In closing, I'd like to say that the church, the body of Christ, will never be able to bring the lost to salvation if we don't show them who Jesus is through our actions. If we're not showing others who Jesus is, they will never have a desire to seek him. If our witness is that we don't care about each other and we don't know, show love and compassion for others, we have lost in our efforts to win souls for Jesus. Wow, that's, that's, uh, that's very powerful. And, and the, the one thing I want to point out here, and Trish mentioned this two or three times, the word church family. Okay, now, uh, we're, we're going to compare what family is. Uh, uh, if you've got a, a, one of your family members who are sick, okay, what we do not do is tell them, oh, you're sick. Go into the bedroom and close the door and don't come out until you're well, uh, and then we'll talk to you again. We don't do that as a family. We go in the room. We feed them. We, we talk to them. We, we're compassionate with them. We, we want to be involved with them. Why are we not doing that with our church family? Well, you know, God is the great physician. And he sent Jesus down for everything. Our sicknesses, our emotions, our sins, everything. And so we just need to, you know, um, understand that God is love. And he loved us first. And that's and that's what we have to do. We got to do this seven days a week, though, people. Not just not just the one. Uh, Casting Crowns put a song out. If you haven't heard it before, it's called. Uh, it needs to start right here. And I have that in my my uh, closing remarks. Okay, I do. Okay, exactly. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and read that if that's okay. Yeah, go go right ahead. Okay. Um, after I read her podcast, and um, I associated with her when I lost my husband also because there were some people that um, weren't as kind as I thought they should be or I would want them to be a little kinder but um, so in 1 John four nineteen it says we we love because he first loved us love starts and stops with God who is the author of love and created love out of his own nature 
God is love, and he wants us to share that love with him and others. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever, whosoever, oops, I'm sorry, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But let's also look at 1 John 3.16. But this we know, love, because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren or the brothers and sisters. What his, um, what do these two scriptures have in common? Love gives sacrificially. The, the world knows very little about the kind of love, this kind of love. But as Christians, we this needs um, to be in our hearts and our walk every day, just not on Sunday mornings. Brotherly love, according to Romans 12, 10, is to be kindly, affectionate, brotherly love um, to one another. We are commanded to let brotherly love continue, and that's in Hebrews 13, 1. God expresses his love by giving us a freedom to choose, and he also delights when we choose to love him out of our free will. He also expresses his love by putting us in a family at a local church of his choice, not yours, his. We are all blood relatives by the blood of Jesus. He expresses his love in sending the Holy Spirit to live within us, we are to love our neighbor as our as yourself ourselves in john 14 through john 17 jesus said we are to love others that is how they will know we are christians by our love you see love is not really an emotion it's a decision be attentive to those who aren't at church and call them and make sure they're all right and if they aren't Fulfill their need or pray for them or just say, I love you and I missed you. What if the church on Sunday was still the church on Monday too? What if we came down from our towers and walked a mile in someone else's shoes? It's got to start right here. It's got to start right now. I challenge you to treat others as you would want to be treated and to love as God has loved us. And that's that's exactly what we need to do. And we need to char- start it with our church families as well as our regular families. Uh, when we're talking about, you know, being good Christians on Sunday, we talk uh, about, uh, you know, we read our Bibles and we sing our, our in, in, uh, with the choir and, and we do all of these other things. But then come Monday morning, we go back to our, our regular jobs and we don't even give a thought to Jesus or to any anyone else I've, I've been a member of two churches that I got treated very horribly I'm not going to get into it but it was the pastors doing this these are the ones who are, are leading us and everything and we want to call out to the pastors now and say you know it's you're our leaders you're you're the ones who 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 help us get involved and, and do with other people if you've got jobs for us tell us let us know we'll help you you know, we, we don't want you to carry the church by yourself because God doesn't want that. God wants us all to be involved in carrying the church. That's uh, right. The That's church right. Is, right. The church is not just a building. 
Yes, you know? the people in it. It's the heart of the people in it. Yes. And it needs to be continued on in everything. So uh, one of the things I used to do when I was a kid, we, uh, we on Mondays, uh, we got together down at the church and we walked the blocks and, and talked to people and handed out Bibles and different stuff. Um a lot of a lot of things that we did, but we're not showing the love that we need to show right now for our 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 our, our human beings as our our family uh, in everything. I've I've seen uh, churches to where uh, bums who haven't bathed in a week sit out in front of the doors and everything, and they're not allowed entrance because they don't believe they're clean enough. So you can't be a Christian if you're not clean, right? Uh, a lot of a lot of different things like like that. We need to take charge as people. We need to take charge. Well, I think that it comes down to, and this is of course my opinion, but um, I think it comes down to there's not enough Christians reading their Bibles. There's not enough Christians praying to God seven days a week. Um, you know, they go to church, they, maybe that's the only praise and worship service they ever have all week long. And I find in my own life that if I don't praise and worship in my quiet time that I have with the Lord, um, my day usually doesn't go as well. Well, that in the, uh, and the, 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 the thing also too about, uh, about this, we need to, we need to take charge mm-hmm. of our own lives and people come back and they say, well, I've got a job that I have to work at, you know, and then I'm mm-hmm. tired when I come home. Well, the disciples also had jobs, you know, they mm-hmm. were potters mm-hmm. and they were, they were tax, collect- tax collector. <laughs> yeah. And, and they did, they did their job and they forgot about it mm-hmm. and, and started praising the Lord again, you know, God gives us what we need to survive and to be able to survive. Well, we need to give back to him and say, thank you for that and get involved with people. Well, I understand how hard it is because I was married. I raised four children and I worked a 45 hour week, you know, and, um, but you know, it was a choice of mine and my husband's that we spent time together at night praying together because the most powerful thing on earth is a husband and wife that prays together, reads their Bible together and believes the word of God. And that's true. And you, and we're talking about, we're not talking about after you put in a 45 hour week or whatever to go out on the streets, but you could do that with your family, that's sit down exactly with your right. families, uh, reading the Bible and doing Bible verses and stuff like that different times during the week well it comes down to it you you are a christian every day of your life no matter what you're doing people watch you people see you and it's okay if you make mistakes god is the one that forgives you you know well that's true and and other people see what we're doing and they covet that Okay, they want to be our friends because they say, see how Christians are living and that they're living happier and better. And and those are the type of people who who want to be near you. Yes, exactly right. And when they're near you, they're near God. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, we're going to we're going to have this ongoing uh, discussion uh, next podcast, too, uh, with our special guest. What's her name again, Trish? Her name is Linda Gato. And she's with uh, River Church in Belton, Illinois, or I'm sorry, Belton, Texas. And we are just 
really excited about her coming and sharing. Yes, we are. It's been a while since we've had a guest, and this this is a very powerful speaker that we're talking about. I've listened to her speak before. and uh, She's an amazing woman of God. She yes, just and, is. And we're trying to get her more involved with this show, but for real, next, next podcast, we're going to be uh, talking with her uh, on church unity and that sort of thing. Yes. yes. Okay. And uh, just want to remind everybody that we have um, a website also to lovegodlovespeople.org. And that's where Trisha's blog <laughs> comes out. And we want to make sure everybody gets involved with that blog and let her know what you think about it and that sort of thing. Yes. Um, I really enjoy doing the blog and, um, I wanted to also ask everybody, um, I just want to really quickly tell you that I've been, I've been walking through some things um, the last few months. Um, they found a uh, tumor on my neck in the soft tissue, and um, I'm believing that God is going to totally heal me. But we did a CT scan and with contrast, and the, the tumor right now is benign. But I am still facing surgery um, due because these is in my salivatory gland. And they said that, you know, these types of tumors can turn malignant. So I'm not believing that and I'm not receiving that. But I, I believe that my God is bigger than this tumor. But I would like everybody to pray for my healing. And however God decides how to do that then that's his will and i will walk through it and i will be victorious exactly and and uh we're all going to pray for trish uh that she gets through this and everything because nobody really wants to hear me on this show by myself that's true okay no, because yeah. i get a little goofy and a little strange you know so anyway uh anyway uh remember our new facebook site uh uh can i pray for you and uh, just go in there and join us. We're having a great time in there. Um, we're doing a lot of praying. Uh, I'm doing a lot of praying. I'm getting better at it, too. I've been a horrible prayer, but I'm getting a lot better at it since we've we've had this site and everything. Well, you just so. have to remember that God is, and Jesus is your best friend. And you're when you talk to him, you're talking to your best friend that cares more about you than anybody. Exactly. All right. We just want to tell everybody, uh, thank you again for joining us today. Yes. And we will be back in two weeks with the Church Unity, with our special guest and everything. And um, go to our website, write us, let us know what you want and everything. So until the next time on Love God, Love His People. We love you. I tell myself to keep this up, that all God wants is just my love. No more complicated things. No more need to overdo